This is a download from the Wireless Theatre Company. Wireless Theatre presents Red Moon. Phase 6 Dark Side. you working for, Mr. Sloper? Who sent you? Give him another shot. He's got two cc's of pentothal in him already. We can't risk any more. Why did you come here? Who helped you? Where are your accomplices? What were you going to do? <laughs> Dish ran away with the spoon. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Ah, this is getting us nowhere. Madison needs you. Where is she? You need to find that out. And you're right, by the way. She is beautiful. I hadn't noticed. <laughs> no, yes, you had. And she likes you too, I think. You still have time. Are you really dead? Yes, babe. I'm sorry. If things had gone differently, I'd still be here. Oh, we'd never have met. Or I'd never have been born at all. But you're alive. Right here and now. And you must wake, wake, oh. wake, wake. Good morning, Mrs. Jones. He wants you.
prefer the monorail on Regent Street. Get on. A magical mystery tour, eh? Thank you, Mrs. Jones. Mr. Sloper, I've been curious to meet you. You've been a surprisingly tenacious participant in these proceedings. Is that why I'm here? To satisfy your curiosity? Huh. That would, if you'll forgive me, be overstating my level of interest. I requested your presence for a more urgent purpose. <laughs> Dr. Madison? That should bring the woman to her senses. You don't know her like I do. Sir, we have her. Very good. Bring her to me. On the contrary, Mr. Sloper, I'd say I know her somewhat better. Born California, 1944. Mathematics scholarship to Princeton and MIT, NASA, and two exemplary years with U.S. Spacecom. Until we had to get rid of her. Why? She was just too good at her job. Dr. Madison, thank you for joining us. Your ears must be burning. Are you okay? Jesus, better than you. Is that all she had on her? Yes, sir. Dr. Madison, you stole an IBM data cartridge from our London offices. It seems self-evident that you broke in here with the vain hope of using it to reboot Eagle One's computer systems. Where is it? I lost it. Out in the woods. Have your men calm the area, Captain, just in case she isn't lying. Sir! I'm afraid you both arrived here far too late, in any case. The operation is already underway. Darkseid. How much do you know? Only that you're planning an act of sabotage against your own country. People have died for knowing less, Dr. Madison. Oh, yeah? They kill traitors, too. <laughs> I am many things, my dear, but I'm no traitor. Do either of you know your history? The assassination of Thomas a Becket, for example? Vaguely. Do you happen to know what it was King Henry said that condemned his archbishop? Something like... 
Will no one rid me of this turbulent priest? Excellent, Mr. Sloper. Whether intentional or not, he gave the order with total deniability. That's one way of looking at it. The day has come when both America and Russia have nuclear launch sites orbiting this planet on our nearest celestial neighbor, hanging ever above our heads like a sword of Damocles. We find ourselves doomed to maintain this pointless Mexican standoff until either our resources are depleted or someone pushes the button. Therefore, six months ago, in a similar fashion to King Henry, the president issued Executive Action Memo 237, a top secret and supremely deniable order to, well, rid him of this turbulent moon. As the head of U.S. Space Command, the task of executing the order fell to me. And you dreamt up a nuclear disaster on the moon's surface. I'm not without expertise in that area, Doctor. Back in 58, around the time of the Sputnik crisis, I was involved in a secret Air Force project to detonate a nuclear weapon on the lunar surface. While the experiment was shelved, the theory remained sound. And 20 years later, I simply dusted it off. That project became the basis of Operation Darkseid. So you reassigned Madison to get her out of the way and sent Chad Anderson up to Eagle One to sabotage the lunar mainframe. Smuggling the Trojan data cartridge was made simple thanks to the good old special relationship. Although I admit we hadn't expected MI5 to have an agent in place, keeping such close tabs on the UK supply line. Will no one believe me? I wasn't working for MI5. Then what compelled you to kick up so much fuss over something so insignificant? I was in a bad mood that day. <laughs> On such things, the world turns. Sir, Eagle One is entering your control range now. Thank you. We'll take it from here. So that's the plan. A three-mile island disaster in space. Three-mile island is a mere power plant. Eagle One is an orbital missile complex. And in 15 minutes from now, the dark side program will trigger a catastrophic system failure. Leading to reactor meltdown. Ultimately, yes. However, immediately before total meltdown, the automatic targeting system will launch stages one and two of its defense sequence. Stage one is a base-to-base -base strike, wiping out all Soviet lunar silos. However, in order to sell the attack as an accident, it was decided that stage two would also have to occur. Which is what? A missile launch against a target on Earth. For Christ's sake, Atherton, if you fire a nuclear missile at Russia, you'll start World War III. Quite right, Mr. Sloper. That's why the missile can't land on Russia. Where then? Somewhere necessarily closer to home. Juno, Alaska. You really must look at things from a larger perspective. Juno has a population of less than 20,000. 
It's a sacrifice the country is willing to make if it means saving the world. Atherton, you're mad. Mutually assured destruction is mad. This, this is an act of sanity. Sir, we have a perimeter breach in Sector 4. What kind of breach? I don't think everyone agrees with your plan, Atherton. Seal off the base! Mrs. Jones, execute the prisoners! I'm here! This way! <laughs> Quickly, we better find a place to hide. Whoa, 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 back up. There's still time to shut down Eagle One. How? Take a walkie-talkie and ride the elevator all the way up to the top. I need you to find and release the transmitter control so I can angle the antenna to contact Eagle One. For Christ's sake, I'm not, I'm not technical. It'll be a big metal lever switch 200 feet up. Find it and pull it. What are you going to do? I'm going to lock myself in the terminal room and see if I can override the lunar mainframe. I can't stop the missile once it's launched, but maybe I can shut down the system before it fires. You still have the data cartridge? Uh-huh. Where? The best place to hide anything, in plain sight. Sir, we're being overrun. Permission to fall back. No, Captain. Hold your position until the operation is complete. Yes, sir! Mrs. Jones, are you hurt? No, sir. I'm all right. Then find Sloper and Dr. Madison and kill them! I read you. I'm all set. Where are you? Well, I'm at the top. Okay. Dead ahead of you, there should be a thin metal catwalk. About 15 feet across, with a ladder at the far end, leading up to the control platform. I see it. Madison, you should know I... I've got a problem with eyes. Cross the catwalk, climb the ladder, and reach the platform. Hurry! Okay. Scared of heights. I don't believe it. 
Kennedy, you can do this. You can do this. Open this door. Oh, shit. Sir, Dr. Madison has sealed herself in the terminal room. Over. That door's armor plated. Stop wasting your time and find Sloper. Over and out. Yes, sir. Dr. Madison. Mrs. Jones? Sir? Sloper's attempting to access the antenna controls. Get up there and stop him. Oh, no. Sloper? Whoa. I have a party line. Mrs. Jones is coming after you. Roger that. It's one dumb thing after another. Dr. Madison. Dr. Madison. Susan. You might as well surrender. What you're attempting is futile. Why do you sound so pissed? Okay, I'm across. Great. They can hear us, but there's nothing for it. See the ladder? Climb it to the platform. All right. Okay, I'm here, but I don't see a lever. Can you see an access panel? Yeah. Then open it. Sloper, I've got the drop on you. Sloper, show yourself. You know something, Mrs. Jones? <sighs> when you got dressed this morning, you chose the wrong shoes. got the drop on who? Madison. Sloper, thank God. I found the lever. Then what are you waiting for? Pull it. It's stuck. Don't be gentle for crying out loud. Pull it now. Evil one 
Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on! Madison, have we done it? I don't know. I think so. I hope so. <sighs> okay. Either way, I'm coming down. Madison? Madison! Sloper! Madison, thank God. Where's Atherton? Barricading in his office. Where's Mrs. Jones? I think I tipped her over the edge. Well, at least you're okay. We need to find a way out. We need to find out if we save Juno. Don't move. Oh my God. On your knees. I've waited too long for this. Mrs. Jones, seriously, you don't need to do this. Let's agree to disagree on that. Goodbye, Mr. Sloper. Goodbye, Mrs. Jones. Quirk. Oh, that's right, Quirk. Not, hello, Brian, how are you? Thanks for saving my life. You can get up now. You too, Dr. Madison, you're quite safe. The SAS have neutralized the area. The assets have been secured. I'm taking charge of the base. Over. Roger that. Over and out. What about Juno? Have we... Have we saved it? One moment, please, Dr. Madison. Where's Atherton? Through there. Lieutenant General, sir. Don't come any closer. You don't need the gun, sir. I've come to negotiate. Then get to it. Your operation is fatally compromised. Too many people are in the know. Your computer error cover story will no longer stick, no matter whom you eliminate. Then you just started World War III, my friend. I doubt it. My projection is that while both sides will have no choice but to abandon their moon-based programs in the light of this catastrophe, it's an outcome both sides will embrace. However, the cover story will have to be modified. Her Majesty's government doesn't approve of this kind of operation taking place on British soil. But we are prepared to support our American allies, providing the right narrative is in place. Oh? And what do you suggest? That you went stark raving mad and decided to act unilaterally, sir. Indeed. If you are truly committed to your objective, sir, I think you'll see it's the only course of action left open to you. I, uh... I'd have to think about that. Time's not a luxury you possess. Obviously, no one wishes to see you dragged over to coals for this. You were just following orders after all. Therefore, should you wish to forego the unpleasantries of the inevitable court-martial, I will not raise a hand to stop you. You know, son, that's uncommonly good of you. God bless America. Sorry you had to witness that, Doctor. How long have you known? Known? About Darkseid. Oh, is that what they called it? The Yanks and their ostentatious codenames. And we didn't know, we just suspected. That's why I had you look into it. I didn't do this for you. Do me a favor. Of course you did. You just didn't know it, that's all. Quirk. 
The possibility either side might nuke the moon and pass it off as an accident is just one of many projections I've wargamed. It's what I categorised as a B3 scenario. And when Spacecom's UK dealing started matching the checklist for a B3, I knew we had to get someone in. You should have told me. We couldn't afford the risk of opening a file. We're as leaky as a sieve, if you hadn't noticed. Operator, put me through to Juno information. That's why I had you fired and transferred to the SLD. Even set you up for your meeting with Luchnik. I knew if there was something going on, you'd find it. You bastard. Coming from you, that's a compliment. Hello, can I have the weather desk? Hi, silly question, but what's the weather like where you are? Is that good for December? Righto. Thank you very much. Dr. Madison, Juno is apparently quite pleasant for the time of year. Congratulations. Oh, thank God. Right, I can't stand around talking to you two all day. I've got a D-notice to manage. Oh, and Sloper, about your old job. As technically you never left it, can we expect you back in the office on Monday? No thanks. I quit. Suit yourself. Put something in writing to that effect, will you? Sloper. Yeah? Get us out of here. The breaking news this morning is that the President of the United States is to be removed from office. The Vice President and leading Cabinet members have notified the House and Senate that the President is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office, leading many to believe that rumors around the President's disintegrating mental state are indeed true. Only last month, photographs emerged of the President's bizarre behavior at luxury golf resort Lago del Mar. A lot happened in the year after we saved Juno. It turned out we hadn't been in time to stop stage one of Operation Darkseid and the detonation of the US and Soviet moon bases was a three-day light show watched by everyone on Earth. As Quirk predicted, the superpowers were secretly relieved that the base race had come to its ignoble end, and with the ink still drying on the new outer space treaty and the moon off limits, it looks like it'll stay that way. It was around then that I asked Madison, Susie, to marry me. And when it came to choosing where to go for our honeymoon, well, where else would we have gone? Juno by moonlight. What a view. <laughs> you know, if this lump's a girl, that's what we're gonna call her. Moonlight? Juno, you idiot. What have you got there? Mystery package. Room service brought it up. It's not taken, is it? To Mr. and Mrs. Stone on your honeymoon. Oh no, they must have delivered it to the wrong room. Trust me, it's for us. Tassinger, comps de champagne. Very nice. And Russian caviar. Subtle. What does it mean? It's a thank you for saving the world. Just don't ask you. Oh, no. What is it? Hate Ashbury. Huh? <laughs> Nothing. I just got a joke someone told me. <laughs> you know, being the wife of an enigmatic secret agent is going to take some getting used to. 
A counterintelligence officer, hon. Retired. Potato, potato. Come on. Where are we going? Onto the balcony. Why? There's something I've wanted to do with you for a very long time. Well, that's the story of how Mr. and Mrs. Sloper saved the world. And it just goes to show how wrong you can be. Sometimes, there's only one decision between you and total happiness. Sometimes, that's all it takes. One move, one act, one leap of faith, and suddenly you're dancing under the moon. You have been listening to Phase 6 of Wireless Theatre's Red Moon. The episode starred Philip Bullcock as Eddie Sloper, Yasmin Holness Dove as Dr. Susan Madison, Georgina Perrion as Mrs. Jones, Joe Riley as Quirk, Sarah Whitehouse as Liz, Greg Page as the SAS Captain, Richard Reed as the Base Commander, and William Hope as Lieutenant General Atherton. Other parts were played by members of the cast. Recording took place at the RNIB Talking Book Studios. The production assistant was Lee's Mick. Studio engineering was by Jim Siggy. Editing and sound design were by Malcolm Thorpe. Music was composed and performed by Francesco Quadraropolo. Story by Jack Bowman and Robert Valentine. It was written, directed, and produced by Robert Valentine.